Hi, everybody. Eve Harrow on Rejuvenation for the Land of Israel Network. It is almost the end of July, and it is almost Tuba Av, which is a very happy holiday on the Hebrew calendar. It's our holiday of love before Hallmark got involved and made Valentine's Day. This was actually the biblical holiday. It's the great pressing. It's the winemaking. It's a full moon. And it's really a very beautiful holiday. And I hope that people will take it to be so uh, here in Israel. And of course, it used to be one of the fourth festivals, no longer celebrated as such. But a lot of people do some really amazing things. Unfortunately, though, the atmosphere that we've had here in Israel in the last few weeks has been not as lovey-dovey as we would like it to be. I'm leaving, as many of you know, tomorrow night for the States. I'll be speaking about what's happening here in Israel and other topics. You can go onto my website, eveherod.com, and see where I'll be. Love to meet you, love to see you. But in the past week, apropos of the atmosphere of also of the ninth of Av, I had a chance to read a book that I really highly recommend that you all read called The Soros Agenda by Rachel Ehrenfeld, who I'm really honored to have on the line with me tonight, um, who has done probably more research than anybody on the man who is responsible for not a whole lot of good things happening in the world today, and not just in Israel, but also in the United States. So first of all, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me here on Rejuvenation. Thank you for having me. And uh, let's give, you can do it better than I can, of course, your credentials to my audience. What's your background? I uh, am the founder and director of the American Center for Democracy, which is based in Manhattan, uh, as well as the Economic Warfare Institute. I have a PhD from the Hebrew University School of Law. I've been uh, affiliated and taught with uh, Columbia, I've been fellow at uh, Columbia University and NYU and Tuft and, and, uh, and, and uh, Jesus College, Cambridge. Uh, I have published more, I have more than 1,500 publications, including many, many, many articles, academic, uh, as well as um, uh, regular uh, articles. Uh, I have written uh, five books, four are available on um, um, markets, if you can buy them. Uh, <laughs> Well, the first one is narco-terrorism, the second one is evil money, the third one is funding evil. I've been uh, observing and analyzing the evil business for a long time, and that actually what brought me also to write about the Soros agenda. Okay, uh, so we're talking about George Soros, who many people know is kind of the very wealthy shadowy, shadowy figure who funds this and funds that. We in Israel know him as someone who's very much behind the left-wing agenda here. A lot of the demonstrations that we've had in the streets um, have apparently been funded by him, been egged on by Ehud Barak. There's a whole, it seems like there's a whole cabal here of people working together. But what you have uncovered and, and your first book, The Man Who Broke the Bank of England, is 30 years ago. So you've really spent a good part of your career in trying to get people to understand who this man is maybe why he's doing what he's doing, but more than that, why we really need to understand that I don't think there's any arena in the world that has to do with evil things and, and destroying um, beautiful countries that this man doesn't have his hand in. How, how did you lock in on him? Well, he, uh, you can find, uh, I've written this book, but the book, uh, The Soros Agenda, 
But the book focuses more on uh, what is happening in the United States and a little bit on Israel as well, because these are today the major targets for um, uh, the Soros, for Soros, uh, and his heir now, Alexander, to um, uh, destroy as much as, uh, as quickly as possible the democratic system, uh, the well-being, the economies, and the cultural background and, and uh, cultural values uh, of, uh, and political values uh, of both countries. And, and you see many, uh, many, you can find many comparisons between what is happening here and, and uh, what is happening in Israel. Soros has been, although he's, he's, he continues to be active according to the website uh, of his, uh, his major foundations, uh, the Open Society Foundations, uh, they are active in more than 120 countries. Wow. How, many more, how many more? I don't know. It can be 190, it can be 160, I have no idea. Uh, but he has certainly access anywhere he wants, uh, apparently. And um, he has been doing it, uh, he has been operating in the United States uh, since um, 1993, uh, establishing his Open Society Institute, which uh, previously existed in, uh, in, uh, he opened in Hungary in 1983, uh, during the communist regime. Uh, and uh, in 1983, in 1993, he started it here in New York, actually not far from where I live. I could see his offices from my uh, windows. Oh, my. <laughs> and, uh, and he, the first program that he started with, he, he immediately started with, oh, by the way, his, his operations in uh, the former Soviet republics and uh, Eastern communist Eastern European countries in the Balkans had been under communist rule, and wherever he operated, he had to have um, local the local government agreement. Otherwise, and also in, in South Africa, in apartheid South Africa, uh, going back to 1979, he could have not operated there unless the regimes allowed him to operate. Mm-hmm. So whatever he presented himself as bringing in democracy, etc. Well, he tried in some places. He helped uh, by uh, giving some um, uh, in South Africa, for example. He started by giving uh, some scholarships, but he didn't give it to the students directly. Instead, he gave it to the university, the apartheid university, that would uh, then give it to students uh, to encourage democracy. Really. Uh, so it was not surprising that, uh, that he found out uh, to his, well, he said, to his surprise and, and, and dismay, he found out that uh, the South African apartheid government actually used the money and the university used the money as they wished. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> same story, same story went to, uh, happened in China. He opened uh, uh, a branch of his organization in China, and he said that he did it, uh, it was in the mid-80s, uh, late, towards the late 80s, and he said that he did it 
He didn't call it open society. I mean, you, ca- you cannot call something like, and he says, you know, you cannot call it open society in, in China. So he called it something else. And uh, he said that he was promised by the Chinese that no members of the Communist Party will be working in his, at his organization. And guess what? To his dismay, again, he discovered that uh, actually uh, members of the Communist Party were working in his organization. Hmm. I mean, he's not that naive, right? Right. Okay. So uh, he lost some money there and he had to leave China. So, and he has been going after Z and the Communist Chinese Party for quite some time, ever since. However, this does not um, interfere uh, with his uh, business, uh, ad- business ventures because he's invested in, uh, uh, he has shares in Chinese uh, companies and there is no Chinese company that is private. Everything is owned by the government, everything. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, it doesn't interfere um, his, with his uh, ideology. His yes. ideology, absolutely not. So you're uh, saying he actually started off in totalitarian countries or dictators or yes, definitely not free societies, he but did. now he's moved into democratic countries yes. and trying to destroy democracy. Moreover, what, what he did during... Uh, the communist uh, regime before communism uh, imploded in uh, in the former Soviet Union. Uh, he he told uh, local um, young people usually uh, that what he wants to do is really encourage democracy and bring the Western world with the values to uh, with its values to these countries. And Lloyd so he spoke highly about capitalism, which made him, of course, very rich here in America and in, and in Europe. And he, um, and he spoke about the virtues of, of uh, freedom and democracy until, capital, until communism was uh, imploded. Then he started to talk about, no, capitalism, we have to finish capitalism. Capitalism is bad. And America... Is, is terrible. America, the superpower, shouldn't be a superpower. It's a terrible place. So uh, this was, uh, I mean, he changed his tone immediately after the change had occurred. You know uh, why? Do you have any well, thoughts on why? Well, uh, perhaps this was, his, uh, this was his intention all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't ask him why. I only know. Uh, that uh, people, for example, if you take uh, Viktor Orban, um, the Hungarian prime minister, uh, who is apparently Soros's, one of Soros's biggest nemesis, because he dares to object uh, actively to what Soros wanted to do and wants to do in Hungary. Uh, and uh, so he said, well, and Orban actually had a scholarship uh, in Oxford. Uh, in England. Uh, he was there for a while and then he came back to Hungary, he was young, and he decided uh, he was active politically. No, he, he didn't like what uh, Soros has been now preaching for. So that's where the rift actually had happened. It happened uh, in other countries as well. Uh, he has been very active with the European Union. You recall that the European Union was initially created for 
custom. Uh, right. Erasing the borders and all the different yes. passports, etc. Yes. It was not created uh, to have a super, a supra organization of uh, unelected officials dictating the lives of uh, the 27, the lives of, the, of uh, millions of people in the 27 uh, participant countries. But that's what it turned into. So there is a lot of uh, problems with that too. He supported that. He's, he has been supporting uh, of uh, bringing um, millions and millions of illegal migrants from uh, so-called refugees from Africa, from Asia, from the Middle East to Europe, and, and to initiate uh, a ma mandatory uh, numbers on each country. How many people should go each year to, to any country in Europe? And the Hungarians and the Polish and, and, uh, and the Czechs and others have been, um, well, um, in disagreement. Uh, he is doing the same. Uh, the open borders in the United States had been, uh, uh, with the Biden administration, had really came to fruition, and this is uh, George Soros's direct influence. Uh, so the things that are destabilizing America are not just happening. There is an act. No, no, no. This has been guiding this has been, the whole business. Well, this has been this has been in the making. Uh, there are many people now uh, who have been educated who have been indoctrinated to these policies most of the high ranking officials in the biden administration are linked one way or the other with the soros uh, and uh, there are all kind of think tanks uh, also affiliated with soros if not directly funded by him that are actually uh, next door to the White House that are, that are making sure that uh, George Soros's policies are being observed. And this is really the radical left, this is the progressive left, uh, that increases racial, dis uh, racial tension. Mm -hmm. uh, this is done all through the Orwellian, uh, using Orwellian language uh, by calling everything justice, justice. Right. So you have racial justice, which actually creates uh, racial division. Uh, you have uh, climate justice, uh, gender justice, uh, environmental justice, uh, you name it. Everything is justice, transgender justice, um, education. I mean, everything is... is, uh, is Spun. Spun yeah. to sound incredible and is really inimical to the way of life that America yes, wants. Yes, yes. And, and all, all these progressive initiatives, including, um, and he, he from the beginning targeted the legal system in the United States. He didn't go, he didn't like the criminal justice system in the United States. And from the, from the get-go, he started by um, his first attempt was to see, uh, to check and see how uh, vulnerable the legal system and the, the criminal uh, legal system and American values and the American people are to uh, changes. So he started off by uh, the attempt to legalize drugs. And initially, it was legalizing all drugs. At the time, in the early uh, 1990s, 
uh, legalizing drugs was unthinkable and unacceptable. Uh, but through a lot of propaganda and a lot of campaigns, he managed to change uh, that, and he worked through grassroots organizations throughout the United States, and today, almost all states have legalized marijuana. Uh, he wanted to legalize all drugs. Now, several states are moving there, but uh, initially he couldn't do it because uh, legislatures in uh, Arizona objected. So uh, they said, okay, so let's, uh, let's legalize uh, uh, marijuana, uh, let's decriminalize it, call it uh, medicalize it, whatever. Right. And he said that he actually, and I'm quoting him, and the book is full yes, of full. citations uh, of Soros, um, very thoroughly vetted, very thoroughly checked, uh, and verified. Uh, he said actually that ma uh, marijuana is not addictive. Well, uh, so the addiction uh, to marijuana, the use of marijuana, uh, the marijuana being used as a gateway to other drugs, uh, and very often people who buy um, so-called marijuana and medical marijuana is often mixed with other drugs, including fentanyl, and you have many overdoses because of that, which also leads, or cocaine or heroin, which also leads people to uh, be addicted to other drugs. So um, he, really, he really did everything he could to dope America, uh, and he duped Americans to, to buy into that. And although it is a, it's a billion, many billions of dollars market, uh, the damages, the value of the damages that is caused, that is causing the United States is much, much, much higher yeah. than anything that, uh, any revenue that is generated from it. And also, the illegal market actually grew, did not diminish, uh, with the, uh, legalization of the drug. So, which is, which he promised it will be, of course. Mm -hmm. So, by changing that, he then was able, he went, the next thing was um, the uh, fight to, to support illegal migrants to the United States. Uh, and the rest is real history. His involvement in, uh, in American foreign policy, his involvement in the an encouragement and involvement in the Balkan Wars uh, is, is, uh, should be well known. It is not. His involvement in the former uh, Soviet republics, his involvement in Ukraine goes back for many, many decades. Um, and uh, he was behind the several color revolutions, including the Orange Revolution in Ukraine in 2004, 2005. I was there, I witnessed it. Really? Uh, and yeah, and it was very interesting. He doesn't talk much about that, which is interesting. He talks more about, and he's very proud of his involvement with the Median Revolution in 2014 in Ukraine, uh, which is kind of interesting. However, again, I didn't write his biography. What I've done is really showing what kind of strategies he has been using, exposing many of his lies, and also showing the uh, policies and showing the um, showing the strategies and tactics he's been using to implement it. And by the way, while he's the bigger funder, uh, was bigger funder of the Democratic Party, and his son probably will uh, outdo him and give more money. 
even. Um, he is. It's important to remember that not all the money that he has been handing out is his money. Uh, he gets a lot of money from other organizations that agree for some reason uh, that he distributes the money because he has all these accesses all over the place. Uh, and he also gets money from the U.S. government. And he gets money from the United States government. Oh, sure. He works together with the State Department and other government departments who hand him money. And when I ask, well, why don't you, why do you give it to the Open Society Foundation that then doesn't give the government, the U.S. government credit for funding being distributed overseas, the answer that I got, and this is the only answer that I got about uh, anything that Soros is involved with, with the uh, U.S. government, uh, is, um, well, he has more access to, and he has more offices and more people in many places, so it's easier for him to do it. I said, yeah, but you don't get credit for it. Well, uh, And I you do. lose control of the money. They don't no. necessarily know no. what he's doing with it. So, and by the way, he's also funding uh, anti-Israeli yeah. uh, uh, and anti and pro-Palestinian and even designated Palestinian terrorist organizations, uh, though indirectly, uh, and when his, uh, um, his uh, PR person was asked about it, he responded, well, we're, we are handing out so much money, we don't really know where it ends up. Uh -huh. Well, that's not a good enough uh, answer. Uh, they should be still held responsible for funding terrorism. As so as I who, so who's supposed to be doing that? Who is supposed to even bring him on trial? And you can't just fund terrorism. There's places and organizations that have, you know, been put on trial, whatever it is for doing that. He's not the only one. He's not the only one. And he's often funding the same organizations that the State Department is funding. Oh, wow. uh, so uh, Blinken had given, given uh, I mean, with under Blinken now, uh, uh, the Palestinians uh, have, been, have been getting money so that they can continue and pay to terrorists to kill, to kill Israelis. Mm -hmm. Jews and Americans. They have been funding all kinds of work organizations in the United States that are uh, very, very loudly uh, anti-Israel um, and anti and, and, and deny Israel's right to exist as a Jewish state. He has I just saw today that he's funding Representative Pramila Jayapal, who has called yeah. all the racist states. Yeah. Okay, so she's not the only one, and right. she's not the only one who is funded by him. Uh, all the, uh, all really anti anti Israel and anti democracy and pro progressive agenda uh, members uh, in, in democratic members in Congress are being funded uh, by him, as are uh, district attorneys, uh, judges, where judges are elected. Uh, and prosecutors and every office holders in the United States anywhere uh, are being funded if, uh, if, because the idea is to put people in place that would carry out his agenda. He funded the anti-Brexit uh, movement. Uh, he gave millions of dollars for that, many millions of dollars. 
he has been funding uh, really left, uh, progressive left organizations everywhere. Uh, he's been very active at the European Parliament. He's uh, a big supporter, especially his son Alex, is very friendly, for example, with the Albanian uh, very corrupt Prime Minister Edi Rama. Uh, Albania has been uh, identified as the biggest narco state, uh, narco trafficking state in Europe that transfer in the Balkans that transfers drugs to um, to Europe uh, and uh, an organized crime. And apparently, they are importing more cocaine than, or, or they are importing more bananas. Uh, than, uh, than countries, I don't know, three times their size or ten times their size. And guess what's coming with the banana in, say, mm -hmm. in the banana shipments. Uh, so uh, he, there is a very um, worrisome, uh, and, and of course his influence on what is happening in, uh, in, in the war with Ukraine is, uh, shouldn't be uh, underestimated. So what can we do? Well, I think that when people read the book, as you have read, uh, beside being alarmed, if you read it again, you will see, okay, so you can identify the tactics. And if you, if you know thy enemy, you can plan how to undo, how to counter what they are doing, right? Mm -hmm. so this should be really, and there is much more information about him in uh, the American Center for Democracy's website, which is acdemocracy.org. And you will see, and if you Google Soros, you will find many other articles also about more about his uh, uh, personal information. Although my focus was never about that. My focus was really about his, uh, <coughs> his policies, his actions, and his influence. And uh, I, I, when I first just encountered really what he, what he was trying to do then in the United States, I wrote uh, articles, I wrote in the Wall Street Journal and elsewhere, that uh, if unchallenged, Soros will be able, this was in, I wrote it in 1995 or something, if unchallenged, Soros will be able to change the political landscape of the United States. I was right. Yeah, you were. So, yes. so, so whatever I have been, um, and, and my analysis of his actions is very, um, is, is pretty good. Uh, so uh, because I, I understand where he, these policies are leading him and us, unfortunately. Uh, and this is why I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to warn people about it and help them identify uh, his activities. Are there people in major positions, without naming names, that understand what's happening here and are help, you know, working with you on trying to stop him? Not that I know. Wow. He is so rich. And, and wow. what I want also... By everybody. That, well, he has too much money. So, and if you invested with his, uh, 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 with his funds, uh, you were able, which was kind of interesting to me, uh, because while the markets were going up and down, uh, if you invested with Soros, your, uh, the interest that you got on your investment was uh, much, much higher than anybody else, and it, it didn't really fluctuate. So how could it be? Right. 
It reminded me, I don't know if people remember it still, if you remember it, there was a famous, infamous bank, Bank of Credit and Commerce International, uh, which had similar thing. It was a completely fraud. It was a money laundering bank uh, that served drug traffickers and, and Islamic terrorists. And, um, and it had, uh, and communists, and uh, if you invested with it, it was constantly going up. Uh, so anybody, I mean, if if people uh, who were really careful about were uh, doing some due diligence, uh, they should have known that, uh, you know, this doesn't happen uh, by accident. So something, mm-hmm. something fishy is going on. Uh, however, this didn't happen with Soros, and Soros had become a... a uh, his name is a maverick in the financial markets have been, uh, and, and he did a fantastic job, right? So mm-hmm. people, people didn't want really, even if they personally may have raised some questions, nobody wanted to do anything about it. Actually, they invested with him. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is, and, and I, I was shunned because of that. Uh, still am. So although Bye. Martin, Bye. Uh, because by my no, by by whom were you shunned? Well, by people on both sides of the aisle, if you want, um, mm-hmm. especially especially rich people who influence policies everywhere. So why you know, and Americans surely don't don't like people that rock the boat. Yeah, they don't. So this is what it is, and I thought I I, I decided that it is time to published this book uh, because if, if the Americans cannot really uh, change uh, the situation in the next election, bye-bye America. Wow. That's, that's what a lot of people think, but that's, you've got the credentials to, to back up what you're saying. Have you, has, has the book met with any kind of pushback, you know, places that aren't willing to sell it or review uh, it or trying to kind of quash it? The uh, many outlets uh, refuse. Not only not, it's not only that they don't review it, refuse to review it. There was some pushback uh, by some sellers who now have kind of, kind of communities that comment on what, uh, on what it is uh, mm-hmm. that you are trying to sell. Uh, it's still available on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles and uh, probably other booksellers. Uh, you can look it up on acdemocracy.org. You can look it up on Amazon. Get the book. <laughs> yeah, get the book, everybody. It's not going to make your day, but it may help save the world if I'm not being too bombastic. We have well, to know what this person's it, doing. Yeah, it could help. It could help uh, change. It could help initiate some changes uh, and responses. Uh, and the fact that his son has taken over now, uh, officially uh, Alexander, means that there will be even more money going for progressive, uh, so-called progressive uh, agendas. And uh, some of the money that is going actually for the demonstrations in Israel is coming, if not directly from uh, him, through organizations, through NGOs that are and have been receiving money from him. 
So um, the indirect links are there and it's always follow the money and statements. And of course, statement, the Biden administration is, is supporting what is happening. All the left, uh, radical left demonstrations against Israel and against the um, really uh, democratic attempt to change the laws, uh, to have a, a judicial reform so that the justices will not uh, do whatever they feel like doing, which they are doing in Israel. That's right. Uh, Supreme, Supreme courts are not uh, member clubs uh, like, they are, like they are in Israel. Mm-hmm. So um, this, uh, and, and the objection to this has really been, uh, and the hysteria pushing uh, the objection has been funded by, I don't know, uh, the New Israel Fund uh, and, and uh, similar organizations and others who are being also from Israelis, uh, left Israelis who live in the United States who are supposedly raising money, uh, but who is, the ma- who is contributing money to them is unknown yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, is, uh, that is something to be followed. Uh, but there have been statements made also by Alex Soros about um, his objection to uh, the attempt uh, of uh, how they call it to make Israel uh, a theocracy, yeah. which, is, which is kind of ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And and, uh, and so um, this is this is uh, and this is important because both Israel and America. Uh, have been really based more or less on the same on the same values. Although Israel doesn't have a constitution, mm-hmm. but it's it's based much very much on on what um, on Judaism and Jew- Jewish values, uh, which the United States and Jewish uh, values and Christian values have yep. been followed. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The money in the United States has in God we trust on it. Yep, so. absolutely. That's where the founding fathers were. How about you personally? Have you, have you, are you worried that you've come out I've against been, such a powerful I've been, man? I've been threatened uh, uh, several times, and I was told that he, he doesn't like me, that he can get rid of me like a cockroach, which I responded that uh, it is known that American cockroaches are very difficult to get rid of. <laughs> But, um, but so, so, yeah, but, you know, it's, uh, and especially now with all the, you have uh, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of illegal migrants in New York uh, on the streets. Uh, you, uh, there is a lot of violence in all major cities. So, yeah, accidents happen. So, um, mm. I, but, you know, I... Um, I trust in God and hopefully things will be okay. But the more people are aware that what is happening in America is deliberate, it's not an accident and it's not uh, an aberration. It has been in the making for a long time. Uh, it's very important and uh, people should be able to inoculate themselves and uh, counteract uh, what is happening and what will come. You know, the fact that he's born to Jewish parents so that people will say, yeah, he's an evil man. And it, it makes, it foments antisemitism because right. He's Jewish. So he's a terrible person. 
he 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 has been Picking using. Egg. He said about his mother that his mother, and I'm quoting him, his mother was an anti-Semite. They did not observe anything uh, whatsoever, and he used as as soon as his policy started to be criticized, he started to use the religion he was born into is a flag of convenience uh, mm-hmm. to shield him to shield him from criticism. So anybody criticizing Soros was labeled immediately anti-Semite. Well, no, you are not an anti-Semite if you are criticizing his policies, not not the religion he was born into which he doesn't believe in because he claims that he's an atheist, he's agnostic. Now, the announcement that his son has taken over in June at the Wall Street Journal was really not, uh, it was not an interview, it was a glamorized PR, showed a photo of Soros at the bar mitzvah of Alex, and Alex is the first son, he has other children, but this was the first son that had a bar mitzvah, and the picture was there. Uh, it had nothing to do with anything uh, else, but it was posted there in order to intimidate others, everybody, from criticizing Alex. Because if you criticize Alex, you will have the same response as when you criticize George Soros. So you will be considered an anti-Semite. Mm-hmm. Moreover, Alex said that. His father, the credential of Soros as an expert on what is freedom is because he's a survivor of the, of the Holocaust. Well, that's not enough to come up with all the uh, strange ideas, uh, uh, Orwellian ideas that Soros has, which he mixed also with uh, the ideas of Brave New World, of, of doping people. But Alex, so, so the photo of Alex Bar Mitzvah at the Wall Street Journal was to tell others, you know, don't criticize him because you'll be also labeled as anti-Semite. And, and Alex said, well, yeah, the fact that his father survived the Holocaust makes the foundations that he funded Jewish foundations. <laughs> That's the first time I heard about it. They have nothing to do with Judaism. He has many. Uh, he has many foundations, and actually, trying to follow sources' money, we don't have enough uh, technology to actually uh, sift through everything and identify the money. So, not even an AI or very sophisticated and combination of sophisticated logarithms uh, would be able to identify it, because they should also equip a new application with a uh, uh, sense of smell <laughs> in order to smell the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so widely distributed. So it's a very pernicious organization. Wow. Rachel Ehrenfeld, first of all, take care of yourself. Thank uh, you. It, it can't be that the good people in the world have to be afraid to say what has to be said and to expose the truth about people who aren't I, so good. I'm not, I'm not afraid, but uh, I don't really, I'm not getting much support. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, hopefully my listeners will read the book, The Soros Agenda by Rachel Ehrenfeld, and some of them are connected or are themselves people of influence, perhaps. They'll, they, should also, yeah, they should go also to the American Center for Democracy, acdemocracy.org. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank and you very much. 
And thank you to all my listeners. And uh, that's it. That's it for this week's rejuvenation. Eva. Serious. Yes. Where are you coming to the U.S.? Will you be I am. Here? I'll be in New Jersey, New York, uh, Long Island, Aspen, Sacramento, Los Angeles. When will, you be, when will you be in New York? I will be in New York next week. Already no, this week, actually. Okay. So maybe we'll be in touch and we can even have yeah. a coffee. Call me, call me, call me and you could come by. Okay, we shall do okay. that. Okay. okay. All thank right, you. thank you so much. Thank and thank you to my listeners and to Tabitha and Ben for getting this show out every week. Take care, everybody. Be well wherever you are. Eve Harrow, Rejuvenation. Goodbye for now. Josh Haston here, host of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Radio Network at thelandofisrael.com. Make sure you check out my show every Monday, bringing you the news unfiltered and uncensored information that you are not getting anywhere else, especially not in the mainstream media. Israel Uncensored with Josh Haston on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com.